Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock where you can get the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the glory that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 63, season 4, episode 5, entitled The Problem Solvers, originally airing November 12th, 2009. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. The new cast member officially joins the TGS cast, and it turns out he can speak English. (laughs) Well, with a little bit of Canadian dialect. You know, yeah. But unfortunately, he doesn't want any help from Kenneth, which sets off a revolution among the rest of the cast. Which I guess they are the best of the cast. We never met any other cast members in the entire show, but there's tons of other people. They're all just extras and background extras. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. Huh. Uh, That's a revelation. And while the Deal Breakers brand is hot, Jack wants to start with a new talk show with Liz as the host. But on Jenna's advice, decides to do what's best from a business perspective and takes other meetings, which Jack is not happy about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I if I set this episode too much, talked this episode too much in the last last setup, but. Uh, I have memories of this episode, but it's really like the first three minutes when Cheyenne Jackson comes on, and then I really did not remember much about this episode. I definitely remember the Padma Lakshmi parts. Yeah. I remember she was on an episode, but I couldn't quite remember which one. Uh, I just, I feel like the beginning is all that I remember from this. And having rewatched it, I was like, okay, there's moments in here. And there's even hints about, essentially, the finale. Oh, we left out the other big plot. Jenna and Tracy, problem solvers, or the solvers of the problem. Oh, you're right. Yeah, there's the third. Well, I, I again, it's just like it all kind of is working. It's almost, yeah, thing. it's almost like three, three A plots or three B plots because they all have close to equal time, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Tracy and Jenna, after helping Liz, quote unquote, solve her problem, decide that they need to solve everyone's problems. Yeah, they become the new TGS problems. Always, always have been and always will be. Forever and ever, amen. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, I like this episode, I enjoy it. It's just, uh, it's clearly uh, sort of just being like a romantic comedy, the entire episode of where Jack and Liz, in the metaphorical sense, are dating, they break up, and in the end they are reunited, but it's all centered around a talk show rather than an actual relationship. That's that's how I've always read this episode. It's, it's a platonic comedy. Yeah. That's there not many of those exist nowadays or ever, but yeah, that that's that's the read that I get. It's just a relationship allegory or whatever. Yeah. Also there are a lot of important callbacks and foreshadowing like Kenneth being immortal and eventually running the network and with Padma Lakshmi there's a callback to the John Hamm thing of people being so beautiful that they can get away with anything yeah. which, which is really which that's my favorite part of the episode because they're clearly referencing it without explicitly right. making a callback but it's like it's clear that, that you know they're doing the same thing which is which I thought was fun yeah yeah, no, the, the, yeah. There's a lot of good subtle callbacks and foreshadowing, yeah. like you and said. then and then also Jack and just furthering Jack and Liz's relationship yeah. about how close they've gotten and how well they know each other. But it's still strictly platonic. Yeah. Like there is no sexual chemistry between the two. Uh, it's strictly and even though like there's the swelling of music and everything at the end, it still is like I don't want to do anything with you, but be in business. So it's like it's subverting all of that by being 
30 rock style of yeah we're not going to commit these it's not a jack it's not a uh oh god what's the diane it's, it's not the sam and diane thing it's it's strictly business where it's always been strictly business between the two so yeah but there's i think the the agent stuff is a lot of fun like the the junior agent kid is I mean, he's doing his best. Wearing a suit that's just a little bit too big for him. Yeah, and then the the real agent, um, who is so all about business that despite all of his praise of um, you're my number one commodity and you're my number one focus, he's clearly, he's just juggling so many things that he obviously can't keep track of everything, so he just misses the smaller stuff. Um, he's just the smaller stuff like someone's setting, sleeve setting being caught on fire yeah, someone's setting this. there's a lot of good visual jokes in this too that we'll probably have to explain or at least talk about a little bit but yeah there's this is a good episode it's just unfortunately for me I just kind of forget it mm. yeah I liked it a lot I think especially because of since 30 Rock doesn't always spend a lot of time on character or like overall arcs and this one does a little bit more than most so yeah no, I mean, most of the season four is storylines. It's the yeah. deal breaker stuff. And then in a couple episodes, we're going to start the Greta and Jack, or uh, I can't think of, oh, what's her what's her name? What's the actress's name? The one that I hate, the Bostonian. Oh, uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, I can't remember. Well, she's not Bostonian, but her well, accent her, her tries to be. Her, yeah, her character, her character is. Is, is supposed to be Bostonian. Like the, We start that small story arc. Uh, and then we're setting up for the weddings at the end of the season um, after that. So, yeah, no, uh, I just, I, I, don't, I just don't, I just don't think this is a solid episode. But it's, it's got moments in it. But anyway, any other thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop in. Right. So the cold open is the TGS crew waiting around for their new actor to arrive. Uh, first, we have Liz and Jack in his office. Hey, Jack. Lemon, I was in Beijing this weekend buying a reality show format where criminals try to dance their way to freedom. Jean Wu Pilio, sure. I also bought this. A Chinese knockoff of your book. What? Deal Breaker, the book for you, Man No Good, by Lesbian Yellow Sourfruit. So, uh, what do you need from me? Ah, well, our new cast member starts today. Oh, of course, the robot. I liked him. We don't know anything about him. I don't think his real name is Partybot. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know what he talks like. I certainly don't know if he can act. Uh, Lemon, what did you once say to me about acting? Just hit your mark, stay in your light, and do the same thing every take for continuity. See? Anyone can do it. Miss Lemon, security called. Our new actor just checked in. He'll be on six in a couple minutes. Let's go introduce ourselves. This is so exciting. Maybe we should practice the welcome song I distributed. Making a new friend sure ain't easy. It's hard to become one. Uh, Lemon, do you have any plans for dinner tonight? I do. I bought an Activia microwavable panini. Good God, have dinner with me. Just two of us? Yes. Okay. Hey, Jackie D. I hope the new dude isn't impossible to work with like some people I know. I hope he's educated. I hope he hates twofer. I hope he likes janitor hugs. Somebody's coming. <gasps> oh, no. Is that the new guy? What? No, it's me, Lutz. I've worked here for three years. Gave you that car I won. Come on. Hi. I think I'm supposed to be on TV. Jack Donaghy, good to see you again. Oh, hey, I'm Jack Baker. So I guess there's two Jacks here now. I don't think there are. Welcome aboard, Danny. 
Hi, Danny. I'm Liz. Hey, did he just change my name? Let's go look at your dressing room. Danny. He looks like all the guys in my magazines. So, uh, there's a lot that we, we, uh, there's a lot to talk about from that, uh, a lot of that. Uh, so the first visual joke is the continuity joke. I've always loved that. I forget that it's in this episode, but I always love, I love any continuity joke error because it's really on the nose. Uh, but it's also, it's, it's a lot of fun in this one. They cut to her, she's holding like a Coke can and a giant sweater. And it's, it's a fun visual joke. Okay. Also, when Tracy's doing his bit about, I hope he's easy to work with, unlike people that I know. And he's pointing directly to himself, but is he supposed to be pointing behind him? Or is he no, saying, I, right, I'm, That's I'm the joke. Person. I don't want to work with okay, someone who's okay. like me. Yeah. Because, all right, that's because I feel like he would be pointing to the side of him, but it's also like, well, he wouldn't no. want to directly insult them. So he's pointing to himself, yeah. but he's trying to point behind him. But I feel like, no, he's the 30 Rock joke would be he's pointing exactly. at himself because the joke you're expecting is he's pointing to everyone else. Exactly. He's okay. self aware. No, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's impossible to work with. Yeah. There should have been a. Why didn't Jenna get a joke? Jenna should have been a joke there. She didn't get anything. Poor Jenna. Maybe there was something that they ended up cutting. Maybe. Yeah. The rule of threes, I guess. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a, a, another blonde white woman. That's so, true. so she doesn't feel attacked. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I'll show. We should talk about Cheyenne Jackson. I don't have that much information on him. Honestly, I've seen him in this and Glee. Okay. I forgot he was on Glee. That, that was around the. I think once he was introduced, I was tapping out of Glee. I think mm-hmm. I saw like one or two episodes he was in, and I was just like, "This show sucks. I don't want to watch this anymore." So I don't know how how long his run was on there. I assume probably for a season or two, but yeah, I don't have that much knowledge of him as an actor. Yeah. I mean, he's been stuff. His character. I mean, character actor. Yeah. So he's done various. Yeah. movies guest roles etc etc yeah so. and it's in i so knowing what i know about how this series goes he basically just becomes another josh yeah. where he's like almost immediately forgotten after a couple of episodes and he'll, he'll show up sparingly and i don't know if this was like he just wanted like a recurring role or if he really wanted to be on 30 rock but they just couldn't write anything for him like i'm not sure why they kind of just wasted him again like why not just have josh come back if you're just going to do a character like that again yeah. i'm not entirely sure but he does great in this in this few episodes that he's a part of. He does a good job. Like this is a really standout episode of him. But it's just it just seems kind of like a wasted opportunity, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you know, your writer's kind of weird that there, there's the whole multi-episode build up around a new cast member, and they end up using him as much as the one they made the jokes about, never using in the first place. Ma- I mean, maybe that is I mean, the whole meta. Joke I mean, maybe is. that's a joke, but like, I mean, well, I, I guess if if that was what he was signed up for, I knew it was only going to be not, you know. Yeah. but then what's episodes. the payoff like what's the punchline then if that's the whole joke is set up that we don't that we have a, a character that we don't even use so we get rid of them maybe well maybe they and, yeah maybe they build up a whole story to use it more but then they just lent decide to lean more to what they had always on focusing yeah. on tracy and jenna i don't know yeah i mean he's a bland not bland but i mean he is just another like attractive white man so it's like what's his character then like he doesn't seem to have any quirks really introduced, so it's like, what? Are, what is he there? Isn't that most like, people I mean, on SNL? So he seemed to do all right there. I guess, but I mean, like Jenna's neurotic and yeah, paranoia, and Tracy's just an over-the-top, out-of-touch actor. What's Danny's 
gimmick. You know, like he's just a guy. Jack likes him. I guess. Like, yeah, it's just he's just another guy on the staff by the end of it. So it's just kind of like yeah, kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah. Also, a visual thing in the scene when he comes in is like because obviously Liz is like very worried that it's gonna be some like random like wacko person they can't work with at all. Work with at all. As soon as he walks in, like she has this like giant smile and it's like oh boy, oh, it's normal. <laughs> Um, which as far I mean yeah as far as the story goes he's there's no real quirks about him like the main quirk we get about him is that he's Canadian and that's not really a quirk that's yeah. just a nationality a yeah so it's like there's not really much about him that we get developed over the course of the series which that's fine like it was never about Jenna or Tracy or any of that it's more about like Liz and Jack but it's just it's still weird to me that they bring in a character they, they have a whole story arc building up bringing a new character in they bring in another character and then he's kind of just pushed back to the background so it's just like kind of a, a weird weird step um but i guess they're maybe they're also making and in, in moving on from that to another thing so he's there five seconds and already gets a new name as an actor i know that happens not probably in that way but you know like there's a lot Hopefully of actors, not in exactly that way there's a lot of actors that have stage names and they have right. like their real names so i wonder if the reason they change stage names is because it's it's too common of a name in in Hollywood or TV or movies or whatever. So like they just like, well, I want to I want a more attractive name or something. Yeah, well, I mean the more. historical way is people whose names were too quote unquote foreign mm-hmm. slash Jewish. Like that's <laughs> I mean seriously, that's <laughs> no, the, yeah, a, a lot of people, yeah. especially in the or the fifties and the sixties. Yeah, and yeah. really in that, and like the golden age, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. To be more, because Charlie Chaplin was a stage name. That's not his real name. Like, yeah, and I'm plenty, sure. plenty of Marilyn Monroe is not yeah. her real name. I either. mean, sometimes it's, it's people who just their their real name is just doesn't sound short and catchy, so they just change to be catchier. But I mean, historically, it's a lot of yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, but Jack Baker is kind of a generic. Oh yeah, Jack. So I mean, it's, that, it's, that, that it's, sounds like he'd be any generic character, right? But yeah. So in this case, it's just because there can only be one Jack. Right. 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 The, well. Hilarious again because Jack, who is Jack Donaghy, who is supposedly this executive for all these things, is like he spends he spends so much time on this supposedly very low rated show, so much so that he won't even let anyone on the cap. I mean, are, are there what other shows are there on it in in this fictional NBC right now? Does no does none of them have any Jacks either? Because he's <laughs> every time yeah, he's like, no, it's only one on. Jack at NBC. But I've been here longer. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. Uh... But I mean, Jack, I mean, Jack, Jack's not going to, but he could go by John. His name is technically Jonathan, but... So why, I guess, well, I guess Jonathan couldn't change his name because he goes by Jack and then it doesn't fucking matter. Overanalyzing way too much. Also poor Lutz. Ah, he's, he's already been the punching bag for too long. Oh, well. I could have sworn, though, that line was, I gave you my kidney. I, I don't know why I think that, but... Because I don't, maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking that's a better line, but that doesn't really make any sense either. But anyway. Yeah, my first thought was a car in New York City. Like, well, maybe she, maybe she lives. No, I can't, I can't picture her living outside of also, Manhattan. I mean, if she's from the Xerox family. She yeah, no, exactly. She right. Her parents pay that. either bought her or pay her rent at some like ritzy somewhere in a good, great location in Manhattan. So what would she do with the car anyway? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've, done, I've always thought that joke was a little bit different, but I'm, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, anyway, Jack, sorry, Danny, uh, is excited for his first day, but he really doesn't know what to do. So he acts, and that's going to be sort of his storyline through the, the episode of just 
tell me what I'm supposed to do or give me advice. No one's taught, no one's teaching me anything. They just have me show up and start working and I'm not not planned for any of this. This is unbelievable. Last week I was just a street performer making 50 bucks a day and getting memory loss from all the silver paint fumes and now I'm um you're on TGS. I'm on TGS. This is unbelievable. I haven't done any real acting since I was in that high school football movie back in Ottawa. You're Canadian? All right, hosers. I want all 12 of us fighting for every meter on all three downs. And we're going to make this a boxing day the Prime Minister will never forget. Okay, well, you don't have zero experience. I just don't want to screw up. Like, what do you wish you'd known on your first day here? Oh, well, don't eat prop food. They spray something on it that messes you up. Hello, Mr. Baker. I'm Kenneth, one of the NBC pages. I'm going out to get Miss Maroney and Mr. Jordan's lunch. And what would you like? Oh, thanks. I'll probably just go grab something later. Can I get you anything while I'm out? Get stroke cap such this deck. go. So, uh, I know it's not entirely fair to say this, but he just said out correctly he didn't say it canadian so why was he having such a struggle with saying about because they're they're the same word about and out so if he can say out why can't he say about continuity error that they missed yeah good job on you 30 rock yeah um i just noticed that in the first first rewatch of this i was like wait a minute he just said out correctly why is having trouble saying about doesn't make any sense no i missed that one poor job guys yeah also that was a three minute cold open yeah, still not the longest one yet. Yeah. I think the the one we had at the end of season three mm-hmm. um, was like four minutes. Or yeah, something like that. that was longer. Yeah. yeah, that's a long cold open, but it sets up everything but Jenna and no, I'm sorry because it doesn't set up the deal breaker. It basically just introduces the new character and sets up Kenneth's small storyline. Yeah, well, it sort of sets up um, Tracy and Jenna too because that's that's yeah, one, when that's one that's of the big problems they try to solve. That is, is true. Yeah. Kenneth not being needed. Yeah. Okay, here's one. You can have the powers of Superman for an entire year, but you can only have one sexual partner for the rest of your life. Two questions. Must I live by Superman's moral code and will the sex woman get older? Yes and yes. Forget it, no deal. Hey. I don't want your sleeve to catch on fire. (laughs) Why would my sleeve catch on fire? Uh, you know me well, sir. I often know what you're going to do before you do it. What, what am, am I going, going to do, do next? next? Speaking of which, I made some calls, and there's interest in a Deal Breakers talk show with you hosting. Spit take. Are you serious? Absolutely. You're becoming a commodity. I say we book the studio, shoot the pilot, and take it from there. What do you think? Wow. Okay. Let's do it. I, I knew, knew you, you would, would say, say yes, Lennon. Lennon. <laughs> So this scene does a good job of showing how Insane. Liz and Jack, yeah, they know each other so well now that they know what they're going to say. They anticipate each other's actions and things like that. So almost to a point, well, they know each other so well that it's almost uh, they know each other too well, which kind of drives yeah. the rest of the plot. That and also that because they're so close, like, you it's, know, Liz is wondering, oh, is, am I doing this expensive? Was actually good for my right. career. It, it, but it's also like friendship is getting in the way of business. Yeah. Like we're too close. So it's like when I have to say something that doesn't agree with what Jack's saying, it causes tension. So 
which again is something from the first season of Jack because it's sort of always kept his characters always been you keep keep them separate you keep your friends and your business separate but obviously over the last four years that has become harder to do with Liz so um, it's a learning growth for both of them a learning a learning growth growing pain rather is the best thing uh, so we come back to TGS. Uh, Danny's asking anyone for advice, and Pete gives the best advice he can give, uh, which is sort of a... It's some of the best stuff that Pete has going for him. <laughs> but just basically, he's like, just deflect and walk away. Hey, Pete, I have a question. Is camera left my left or my right? Here's some advice, Danny. Learn as little as you can, because when you know things, people ask you to do things, and then everyone starts coming to you with their problems. That's why when someone comes to me with something I don't want to deal with, I say, oh, no, my kid's sick, and take off. <laughs> you have any kids? No. I mean, I pretty much raised my little sister, because my mom was Oh, nice. that must have been hard. Oh, no, my kid is sick. A deal-breakers talk show? That's amazing, Liz. Liz Lemon, you are blowing up like a balloon with a grenade in it. <laughs> Who else are you meeting with? What do you mean? Well, you know, like producers and agents. No one. I'm doing it with Jack for Shineheart Universal. Liz, you can't just go with the first person who comes along. I know because I've been burned. Do you remember when I was first starting out and I signed a 10-year deal with that karaoke machine company? So first off, the visuals of Jenny, Jenna in the background of karaoke videos is hilarious. Also, how is she burned? Because was that 10 years and she couldn't do any other work? Because otherwise, I mean, being on the back, I mean, seems like that would be a good income stream of just literally just filming scenes to be in the back of karaoke videos. I guess burned in that you didn't know they were being used for karaoke. Oh, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I love the visuals too, because seemingly the song is I've been working on the railroad is what the gentleman is singing. But all of the visuals are her and walking hand in hand with someone, uh, her getting off a motorcycle, removing her helmet, and a flower blooming in the background. And then the final one is them in like a New York or big city landscape with a bridge in the background and her choking an Asian gentleman. Mm. Which so maybe she any of the, the lyrics <laughs> of that song. Maybe she thought she was shooting a romantic comedy, and that's what it was for. Is used as karaoke yeah, she, video footage. Well, but could also she have been burned because she just didn't know Japanese and have it? Maybe that's what she means. But she got burned. She agreed to a contract from an agent that was like, "Yeah, you'll just do these Japanese videos," and didn't know the full um, the full scale of what they were actually going to be used for. But yeah, you're right. She probably made, I mean, a 10 year deal. You're probably getting some lucrative money out of that. I don't know. Yeah. Who pays attention to karaoke backgrounds anyway? But that's the second deal she had, right? Cause she did, uh, didn't she do, she did one recently, uh, Japanese commercials or something that was trying to sell, uh, a, a university. But like the, the the commercial is her like drinking something and she gets slapped in the face. Oh right! So she's done a Japanese or an Asian commercial before, so she maybe didn't learn her lesson. Or maybe there's. Well, I mean, I don't think she was that it was within with with like an Asian distributor, but the issue was like she got locked into a ten year contract. Like that sounds oh, like so maybe that the, was maybe that yeah. was part of it too. Yeah. But she's not the only one with bad decisions. When I first got big, I made bad business decisions too, which is how I got stuck having to plug Wade Boggs Carpet World five times whenever I appear on screen. You have to plug what? 
Wade Boggs Carpet World. Wade Boggs Carpet World. Wade Boggs Carpet World. Liz, Jack would never take a first offer, right? He's taking advantage of your relationship. He knows you're special, like a black stripper with blue eyes. You have to test the marketplace. But I already told Jack that I would do it with him. Did you sign anything? Then he'll understand. It's business. I'm going to set you up with someone at my agency and make sure that you do this right. And one last piece of advice, Liz Lemon, from someone who's been on this side of the business for a long time. Wade Boggs Carpet World. That was actually good advice. From that one, I should call us the problem solvers. The thing is, it actually was good advice. Like, yeah. Liz and Jack's relationship aside, like, that is definitely what, I mean, what you probably want to do is not necessarily take the first thing that comes right, along yeah, and you definitely check find out what's out there. I mean, maybe you should hire uh, a uh, better caliber agent but that's a that's a separate yeah, maybe, issue like don't go with jenna who just said when i was first starting out i got stuck into a 10-year contract with the karaoke machine and then she's like i'll set you up with one of my people maybe don't go with jenna but at least start with jenna and be like okay let's see what she's got going on rather than yeah yeah but no all in all good advice yeah i think, I think it's more of a broken clocks are still right situation exactly. yo kid do you have a problem that needs solving? Actually, I do. Mr. Baker wants to do everything for himself. I feel about as useless as a mom's college degree. Sounds like a job for the problem solvers. We'll talk to Danny for you. Lemon, I was just going to call you. The guy who came up with this thing for Arsenio Hall wants to create a signature arm gesture for our talk show. I was thinking something like this. Uh-uh. 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 Um, yeah, about the talk show. While I am very thankful for your offer, I think I maybe should take a couple other meetings before committing to anything. Like you said, I'm a commodity now. My book is number 14 on the nonfiction bestseller chart right behind the founding father's diet. So I'm signing with an agent and exploring my options. I see. Well... If that's how you feel about it, good luck in the marketplace. Obviously, this is nothing personal. I just want to be thorough. That's okay, right? All right, then. Great meeting. Raise your hand if you're cool with what's happening. Not too late to raise your hand. Conflict. Actually, I, I do wonder what is in the Founding Fathers diet that is making people actually lose weight if it's big enough to be a bestseller. Mm, what, what do you think the Founding Fathers diet was? Well, I, I mean, right. So, I mean, I think about, like, I mean, obviously when we've, like, gone to tour, like, Monotel and things like that, it's, like, uh, lots of, probably lots of heavy and thick foods, so... Yeah, I don't know. No, I well, guess, I mean, that's I the irony. But... wasn't as prominent, so there's less of that contributing uh, I don't know I feel like it would be a lot of I mean it's probably healthier in terms of like a lot more vegetables less sugars things like that but still like I kind of take it more as just irony like their diets were terrible yeah but maybe it works for a few people maybe. but Probably just one of those things, like, it worked for a celebrity who also had a personal trainer and just talked it up, like, oh, yeah, this worked for me, but I also had infinite time and money to develop a diet. And so, 
they went on a talking head show and they're like, oh yeah, this thing worked for me. So millions of other people are like, oh, it'll work for me too because I'm just like a celebrity. You're not. You don't have the resources of a celebrity to follow everything that they do for a diet. Yeah. Or obviously we're just overanalyzing once again. And the joke is, it's silly that that is the... Yes. But there was a Founding Fathers book around this time, right? Like that's, that's playing off of that? Not a diet book, but like there was something. I feel like there was like a Founding Fathers because I mean, the way she phrases it, like just behind founding fathers, she's she like pulls on it a little bit. Oh. Like I feel like I thought it was you no, know, just more about like I mean, South Beach and Atkins and all that stuff. There was just like t- all these guys oh. are trendy. Let's what that what's the most ridiculous fad that you come oh, up with? Oh, okay, yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, I mean, I think there. I feel like there are always history books about. I mean, maybe there was a big run around this time, but yeah, not. I mean, not that I. What's the trending diet now? Uh, whole thir- whole thirty. That's the one I hear about a lot from other people. What is that? Carbs or no carbs? I'm not sure if I don't know if it's strictly that, but I know it's the sort of thing where basically you cut out a ton of stuff right up front and then like slowly add stuff back. And it's like you cut down to basically like I think like meat and vegetables are like I, I, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's like very bare bones. And then you cut it out for a certain period of time, and like maybe you slowly add stuff back in after a couple weeks or something. You but do that. I mean, it's the same as every other fad diet where the reason why you're losing weight is because you're eating fewer calories so you're losing you know what i mean like i mean any i don't know I, i'm sure if it's the sort of thing as you add back things if you stick to permanently it works for you but i mean like any diet the 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 the, the diet that works over the long term is permanent eating habit changes or whatever yeah. you know like and, and regular exercise yeah. i mean any diet you're on that restricts calories you're obviously you're gonna lose weight for however long you're on it so but anyway yeah. This is not a fad diet when, podcast. No, I know, but it's just like, I just don't know how people keep falling for them when, I mean... Well, because they, the they lose well, weight, because they, well, so they're quote-unquote effective, for like, but... what, a month or two, and then... Right, exactly. They stop, so they think, oh, this doesn't work anymore, let me find a new... It's just... Well, it's like, not just that, it's like, oh, I only did this for 30 days, so I did it, and like, now I lost a few pounds or whatever, oh, so, so, so now it's like, I go back to eating normal. Instant gratification yeah. is why it works. So, I mean... Yeah, because I remember there's a there's a bit... In Arrested Development, where they're doing is it is Atkins the meat? It's the all meat, or is that? At, you, well, yeah, well, Atkins is, is is one of the like low no carb ones. So yeah, it, I, I think it probably. was is predominantly meat or something like that. But like, they're the, the whole family's in on it, and then one of them has to go to the hospital for something. And like Lucille is like, I want everyone off this diet immediately because <laughs> they think she thinks it's attributed to that diet. Uh, but yeah, that was one. The, low, the South Beach diet was a trend for a little while. Kale was the diet for yeah. a couple of years ago. Paleo and yeah, I just it's off. I just don't. I mean, I'm not healthy in any means, of course, but I just don't get how people keep falling for these trends and these these fads. Cause well, it's because they wanna they wanna lose weight and they wanna lose weight, but they don't want to eat like that all the time. So they go right. use the five, ten, whatever yeah. pounds. And then which that's know, probably more go back than, to how they were. That's probably all you really need to. Do lose anyway if, if mean, you're that health yeah. conscious that's probably all you need to lose is five to ten pounds anyway i mean obviously there are people that yeah struggle with with weight that need more than just a fat diet if they if they want to lose the weight but yeah welcome to the your health podcast <laughs> no thanks <laughs> we're fully qualified <laughs> so liz is off to meet her new agent and she looks just okay her Suri, but she's in quite a shock when she meets Simon Barons, her new agent. Hi. There she is. The deal breaker. Simon Barons. You're an agent? Uh, junior agent. Um, 
Uh, full disclosure, until now, I've mainly represented dogs, but seeing as how we're both embarking on a new phase in our career, performing, representing humans and monkeys, I want you to know that I'm hungry, and I would do anything for you. My clients are more important to me than my own mommy. Okay, good. I need someone that I can count on. I'm kind of alone out here in the marketplace. I get it. I get it. That's what I'm here for. Um, okay, let's get your face out there. Take some meetings. There's Jack Donaghy at NBC. Donaghy, already met. Who else? Do you know who Scotty Shofar is? Oh, yeah, he's the guy that produces that dumb sports show that always beats us. Yeah, you're talking about sports shouting. That's not far off. Though. I was saying, most of my experience with those shows are like, in the past, like being in the gym and just like TVs that are on and just. Yeah, I, there's yeah. definitely, there's one, I think it's ESPN or some sports network, but. I mean, it's very much that exact same mm-hmm. look, except it's red, yellow, green, and blue are the colors. I, I don't know the name of around, the show. Is that around the horn? Or is that That's probably horn? a safe bet. Pardon the interruption? I don't know. It Honestly, they all run together for me. But yeah, that's, that's I mean, even with the sound off and just captions running of trying, like, I don't know how you decipher anything that any of those people are saying. It, it literally is just people yelling at each other. And it's just like... Well, I think normally on the real ESPN they are they aren't all talking all the time right. at once. But yeah. there other are than moments that, of them yeah. talking over each other. But yeah, yeah it's, the whole show is not them simultaneously yelling to get their point across. But like I don't like I see these clips like that, and they're usually out of context or even with context. It's just like why does anyone want to watch this? It's just. But I, it's it's the same reason people watch. 24-hour news and sports yeah. and news and anything. Yeah. It's just like... I was going to say, like, did, C- like, did CNN and Fox News and MSNBC have their reputation back then? Because if not, they, that definitely fits them now, too. Of just lots, lots of lots of people loud and shouting over each other. I think they, they probably did. It just wasn't as common or people just weren't paying attention to know that it was happening that often. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there definitely were moments of, of people yelling at each other all the time. But there are some fun visual jokes of of like crawls along the bottom of the screens uh, so for this portion uh also th- this is a minor thing so this 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 the show is called sports shouting but it has the ss symbol do you think someone may have caught that and oh. obviously no one caught it because they they still can't and it doesn't look like the ss symbol of right. the german nazi stuff yes. but it still is like mm-hmm. that's, that's maybe not the best anyway uh but the first crawls say um uh, the Kansas City Royals accidentally left off the 2010 MLB schedule. Uh, frozen immortal Ted Williams signs a 100-year extension with the Red Sox, um, and he only eats rotten fruit. <laughs> uh, a brawl between the Harlem Globetrotters and the Generals leave three hurt, and the my favorite is Jacksonville residents no longer aware of Jaguars. <laughs> that one's kind of funny because weren't the Jaguars pretty good in this previous They are they recently, the but I think for a while, but especially this time, they were just like kind of mediocre or bad yeah, for a while. Because there's, I mean, at this time, they're, they're still this, the youngest uh, team, I think, in the NBL, NFL because them and the Panthers, Panthers joined, started yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think, but I don't know how you classify it because the Texans are technically a newer team but they were just off the houston oilers so the team already existed yeah. they just changed I think the name but jacksonville and if i'm not mistaken brand new those are the most recent yeah, brand new had any, they're yeah some i think some teams, some teams have, have moved, moved um like the rams too i think moved to la las vegas now no LA, the raiders LA. the raiders are now in las vegas are they i think so i don't know oh, i think they're still in oakland i think pretty sure i thought they i could have sworn they went to las vegas or that was a rumor for a while oh, maybe it was we're not sports people we're yeah. health people no i think your health no, I, 
<laughs> I kind of anyway. sworn the, the rumor for years was after a couple oh. of seasons they're switching over to Las Maybe, Vegas. Maybe, but I'm pretty sure they're still in Oakland, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but there's there's a second batch of web crawl or crawls that we'll get to. Yeah. Um, also, another good visual joke is Simon's suit, which somehow manages to be both way too big in like the shoulders, but way too short at the <laughs> cuff. Yeah. So it's both too big and too small, which is quite impressive. He's doing his best, though. I mean, not many people can say. Looks like he just position. grabbed his his dad's exactly suit on the way out of the house or whatever. I don't know. It's just it's it's on Liz here for not vetting this person to like know anything about them. Yeah. So she didn't even know what he looked like. She just knew she was going to meet someone. So it's kind of on Liz and it's also on Jenna. Jenna, Jenna would have more information anyway. Nitpicking aside. Okay, let's meet with him. Absolutely. Now, I don't know him, but a former client of mine once buried a bone in his backyard. We go looking for that bone. It's like, oh, Mr. Shofar, what's up? My client has got an idea for a talk show. <laughs> oh, no, I got the hiccups. <laughs> Danny, around here, we're known as the problem solvers. Always have been, always will be. And we think you could use a little guidance. Yes. Please, I don't even know where the bathrooms are around here. It's not about the room, Danny. It's about the man. Any room you see around here with a door, you make it your bathroom. You're an actor now. You're special. And taking advantage of Kenneth is part of it. It's what he's here for. Look, I'm just trying to keep my head down and suppress my Canadian accent. I'm not about to... About... Bois out. All I'm saying is that I don't want to rub anyone the wrong way even kenneth oh don't worry kenneth loves being our slave he may say that but trust me it's not true i was an assistant once and when you're in that position you grow resentful and bitter so what if kenneth's bitter he's an underhuman look a couple days ago i was working as a robot for spare change and now look at me <laughs> kenneth's a page but who knows someday he could be running the network <laughs> what that's ridiculous crazier things have happened <laughs> kenneth in charge <laughs> Liz, here are today's press clippings. Women's Health Magazine gave us a D minus. Son of a bitch! Shineheart Universal announces production of a Deal Breakers talk show? What the what, Jack? Let me explain something to you, Lemon. Deal Breakers is a sketch that first appeared on this network. We own it. And we're doing it whether or not you're involved. Really? So you think you can just replace me? Of course not. We can do better. I've already spoken to Padma Lakshmi. Then who's gonna host Top Chef? You are ruining my life! Well, we could just do the show with you, but that door is closing. Close it. You think you can bully me like this? Well, you don't know me. Two, Two can, can play, play at this game, Jack. Jack. Go! Like it is extremely on brand for Liz's first most first pressing concern is who, who's going to host right. Top Chef now. Right. Like it's very on brand for her to first love Top Chef, and yeah, that, that's yeah, I her. Think we, we we've gotten her earlier reveal that she watches Top Chef, so it's, okay. not, it's definitely not off brand for her to be upset yeah. that there's potential changes coming. <laughs> To Top Chef. Is Top Chef an NBC thing? No, that's it's, Food Network. You know what it is? It's, it's oh. Bravo, which is which is NBC oh. Universal. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, she could essentially do both shows, though, right? Because they're under the same network? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're or right. Not Actually, network, yeah. Umbrella. Yeah. That uh, probably I guess is. She, she wants a lighter, as she goes on to explain, she wants a lighter uh, schedule. So. Yeah. All those all day shoots with Top Chef. It's just too much. It probably is yeah. a lot more work. I mean, yeah. this would be a lot of work, too, but. 
Yeah. I'm not sure. What's the premise of Top Chef? Is that another... Have people come on and make things? Or mm-hmm. is it, it's okay. just like Project Runway, but chefs. And they make food. Oh. Not clothes. So it's a lot of unnecessary drama. Um, I mean, so, like, I don't know. I feel like Top Chef and Project Runway are more prestige shows and that mm-hmm. there's drama but it's not like as much of the in focus Burrish. as there is for stuff like the bachelor and things like that i mean there is there definitely is like there are dramatic moments and things oh, like that course. but it's not it's not quite as ratcheted up as it like it, it's more focused on like uh, the skill and yeah. what they're making and you know whatever so. so i guess that would be the part where they've broken up now if we're looking at this continuing through the relationship category so yes liz and jack are broken up <gasps> no longer in a relationship uh, meanwhile, we come back, um, and there's even more of a rift of Kenneth and what he's able to do for his one-sided best friends. Ken, you don't want to be a page forever. Who said I've been alive forever? What? No, I mean, what's your dream job? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Well, you know how much I love television, sir. So I guess my dream would be to one day run the network. Just kidding. There won't be a network. But whatever people are watching, I want to be in charge of it. So Peacock. Yeah, I mean, he's he was almost there. Like, he maybe should have said 20 years instead of 10 years, because 10 years have now since passed since this. So, and NBC still exists. But maybe another 10 years NBC won't exist, and Peacock will just be the standalone thing. When, is that launching this year? Yep. Soon. In right? the next couple months. Because yeah. HBO is... Uh, April or May? Uh, I think HBO Max, yeah, that sounds right. Maybe May. May. And, well, yeah, the one cool thing about Peacock is I read that, like, one big part of their launch was to have some exclusive Olympics content. So I've read that if anything happens with the Olympics, like, it's gonna... It, it's gonna really hurt their rollout for that because that was supposed to be a enjoyable part of it. So Yikes. stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> so I kind of wonder, have have there been rehearsals or anything for two days? Because I feel like... Well, they have a show to get ready for? Like, and I feel like if you're rehearsing, then you... Maybe you don't know all you're doing, but you have at least... Like, he makes it sound like he has no idea what's going on, and it's like, isn't there shows and sketch? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a poorly... Pro- well, your main producer is Pete. He keeps running away. It's true. His kid keeps your on head getting writer sick is, or hit by a car. Yeah, your head writer is dealing with a production of an entirely different show. Um, so I guess not. I, I really don't know. <laughs> But we do see him rehearsing on his own later, but it still is like, he still does it. He still seems as lost as he was. But at least he has a script, so we know a script exists. Uh, yeah. So Tracy and Jenna are with t-shirts in tow. Uh, there's some stuff we're cutting, but there's a lot of really good bits of them uh, wearing Problem Solvers t-shirts. And then... They stand next to each other in the wrong order, and one's wearing a t-shirt that just says the problem. <laughs> and... They end up both wearing a t-shirt that says the problem. I wonder how it gets there because they never explicitly because they, they discuss swapping t-shirts. Yeah. They swap t-shirts and they are ill-fitting. And next, they're just wearing both t-shirts to say the problem. And I think so. the joke there was supposed to be the solvers, solvers was it's on the back. On the back. Okay. They didn't show. They show that makes I sense. think they show the back, and you don't see uh, solvers on well, there. Let's so pretend that's. I think that's what it is. Slash should be. But even still, it's funny because all it is is just the problem is on the front. So it's like, well, that doesn't say it. that. Just that's more menacing than promising. So. Um, but uh, Jack has laid down the law that if Liz wants to go into business for herself and not with him, 
Uh, she's more than welcome to do whatever she wants. So she decides to do uh, to ah, she decides to sue NBC and Universal for rights of Deal Breakers talk show. Would either of you care for a drink? No. Do you have drinkable you. yogurt? Simon, we're both men of the world. Yeah. I've seen some bras. I bet you have. Here's the thing. No one's suing anyone. Don't let him push you around. Oh my God. NBC employs 80% of your agency's clients. Between are you stronger than a dog and I'm a celebrity dog, get me out, Arf, here. You need us. I've already talked to your lawyers, and they're not interested in pursuing this. God, Jack, why are you being such a wang about this? I'll take that as a compliment. And Wang, the founder of Wang Computers, is one of the greatest businessmen of the 20th century. And you're the one being a lowercase Wang, Lemon, because after working with me every day for four years, you didn't trust me to produce your show. Instead, you made it about business. And I didn't get a bathroom door that looks like part of a wall by being bad at business. Is it bathroom? You tried to take advantage of our friendship to make money. I don't need you to make money. In fact, I'm meeting with your replacement tonight. Yeah, well, I'm replacing you too, because I got all kinds of meetings lined up. Big meetings. Really? With who? Damn it, Simon! Who are we supposed to be rooting for in this situation? Because neither one of them are wrong or right. We're rooting for them to get quote unquote back together right. for everything to work out. But like her main thing is you were using me to make money and Jack is like, I don't need you to make money. I was trying to, but I was trying to help you make money. Um, so is Liz in the wrong here? No. Like, cause she could have just been like, no, I mean, they're both, they're both right for their situations. Like the deal breakers brand is hot, obviously. So it's good for NBC to put on a show, but at the same time, if, you know, if it's so popular that other companies want it then there could be a bidding more where she could make more money so it's not that necessarily the jack is even trying to shortchange her it's just that maybe she could make more money mm. through another thing so i i don't think it's it, it i think i don't think it's either are wrong i think they're both right yeah, for their wrong. situations and it's just a situation they're, they're right about the their, situations but they're wrong yeah. about handling the situations like because this really is just a matter of they just sat down and communicated with each other and like could we do this a little bit different do that but i mean i guess Jack is sort of preying on Liz's ignorance yeah. because she doesn't have the knowledge of doing business, right. so he can take advantage of her. Whereas Liz addresses that, Jack would be like, "Well, let's talk this out," kind of thing. So I feel like they're both right and wrong. There's no yeah. good or neither one is good or bad. No one's malice or malicious in this, but I yeah. just I mean, if if it were if it were a situation and you if you only take out like their personal friendship, like and they were someone who was the head writer of a show and he was the president of the, the network or whatever and their first time meeting well the first time meeting like they know each other but maybe they just know each other like business wise and this person has come up with this concept it's like a huge thing they're getting all these offers so the network president was like hey let's do the show and the person says oh I, they, they find all these other things and it turns out oh they, they could potentially have this huge offer so they're going to sue to get the rights to it I mean that's I mean no you know what I mean like that would just be a normal business situation they're taking their thing to try to get the rights to it to sell it elsewhere right. you know what I mean if, if you remove their personal relationship like in that case I mean that's just something that would might normally happen, you know. But in this case, Jack was the one who thought of the idea of the talk show, right? Because Liz, Liz just thought of the catchphrase for the writing of the show. Right. She never, she's never expressed this should be turned into a talk show. And she was also, she wasn't even the one that expressed the idea of doing a book. That was that idea was pitched to her too, right? By but I mean, agent, so but Jack benefits from having the network have a successful show. Right, but he would have so. a stronger argument in the idea that. 
the ownership of the show should go to NBC because he thought of the idea of the show right. rather than the idea of the premise of the show. Well, it's not just that. I mean, it's that the deal. Since I mean, I think they mentioned it. Since Steelbreakers was developed under, as part of an NBC show, like I mean, I think most companies have, have that. Any any property right? Anything you develop while you're an employee at a company, like they retain the rights to. So I mean, that's just it's not it's not it's not specifically that he had the idea for the talk show. It's that anything that would have spun out of it would NBC would have have initial ownership, mm-hmm. I guess, unless you know. Unless something in and, contract, and, and, right? And, well, right, but I mean, let right. So unless you know, it could be a situation where if it was a situation where I know NBC wanted to do something with it, but they wanted to pay very little, they could come to a thing where you know they sign over the rights so, to Liz, yeah. like only you know pay us a small percentage right. or whatever you you know. So I mean, it could be or resolving. we retain like a ten percent yeah. to it. Cool. Exactly. Even, yeah. Even I mean, if you, if you take out the personal relationship, like it's a pretty standard thing that might happen, and, and it's the same thing in that case. Both parties are trying to do what would be the best for their personal like business situation. Do you think so. this is like uh, reflective of maybe Liz trying to get 30 Rock off the ground with Lauren Michaels? Of like maybe she wanted to shop it around to other networks and uh I don't I don't I mean I, I feel like it. if it was it would be a little bit more heavy handed about I don't think so. I mean I think it's a natural progression of their storyline where they've become friends over the years and like now it's like a situation that like threatens their friendship. Like it, yeah. it's it's a business thing that everyone always says what keep your business and your personal separate but like it's like well in this case it's kind of hard to do that because they work so closely and it's an idea you know it's an idea that was totally incubated between them and jack is trying to help her but at the same time i mean he's not doing it purely i mean he wants to help her out and by the end of the episode he comes to that like it's more important to help her but it's i mean you know he still wants to if he wants to do it but he wants to do it and spend the least amount of resources money or resources that he can to develop it so i mean he's not entirely being you know uh altruistic or trying to boost her career like he wants a successful right no he's still like he says he's still a business man so end of the day is we gotta make the money yeah so i think right yeah so like i said where i fall is i I don't think either one is quote unquote particularly wrong they're just doing what makes the most sense to do in their situations you know fair enough liz catches a break and is able to meet scotty shofar her new soon to be new agent uh, and thanks to Tracy. Yeah. Also, before you know that, it's yeah. re- it's really funny that there we were talking earlier about name changing things and how James name Jack, and then there's a character named Scotty Shofar, which is like the most like Jewish, like oh. almost like like I mean I don't think Shofar is an actual last name for for, for anyone who doesn't know. Like um, at, during Passover, like they play a horn at, throughout the oh. throughout thing. It's called the Shofar, so that's where like comes from. I don't think it's an actual last name, but it's like it's just so like stereotypically like a thing that it was like it was funny because we were talking about the. So, and yeah. I guess this guy's an Asian or an executive or whatever. He's not an actor, so, but, I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not a real person. Yeah. So maybe this is where it becomes a little bit where, not in the wrong, but it's like now she's feeling personally aggrieved. Right, so right, she's right. striking back in a way she may not normally just because since he, quote unquote, burned her, she, she because of that emotional task, now she wants to bring him back even more. So this yeah. is where maybe I, like, you know, where you're right that they're, um, personal whatever is affecting without the bounds of a normal what might normally happen yeah again just if she hadn't and i'm not saying she in the sense like the woman gets upset so blah, blah, blah. i'm just saying like liz leaves that leaves that last conversation angry so she's 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 upset yeah. so now she goes to uh to act on that but if she had just like pulled jack aside yeah had just like a private conversation like is there any way that we can and, but i mean well i mean to be fair the reason why jack quote-unquote burned her in the first place is because he's feeling a little aggrieved about that right, too so right. that's why so he he's not also, takes that approach yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah he, they're both escalating yeah yeah I but i mean if they just i mean it wouldn't be funny for the comedy or yeah. for anything to just calmly 
solve the problem. But I mean, realistically, if you just do that, problem solved. Friendship is safe and all that fun stuff. <clears throat> but we get our second sports screaming, shouting, sports shouting uh, clip. You were right about Jack. He's in love with me? What? No, he burned me on deal breakers. And now I need to find someone to help me burn him back. Well, I could introduce you to my boy, Scotty Shofar. You know him? Hell yeah, I'm a frequent guest on sports shouting. Introducing you to Scotty probably wouldn't solve your problems with Jack. Jack who? Set it up. So on the second bit of Sports Shadow, we got some more fun crawls. Um, the first one isn't so much funny as you just sort of fill in the blanks. It just says, dreadlocks sticking out of football now, and that's the end of it. Um, extreme MLB to feature real bulls in the bullpen, which that's really funny. Um, the third one is Patino. I'm over here at the bar if any of you ladies need sure what that is and the final uh, Rick, Rick Bettino, he's like he's some sort of figure so oh. i don't know him enough for that that's got a fairly some okay inside joke yeah. yeah all right and the last one is world cup qualifier sweden zero denmark zero germany zero poland zero portugal zero spain zero england zero france zero obviously making fun of ties in in, in football soccer is soccer. so boring uh, it's more entertaining than like golf and to me tennis but to each their own, I guess. Um, but that extreme MLB one is is kind of funny to me. So you know, the XFL recently started back up after was it like a fifteen a 15, while twenty year hiatus? I, I don't know if you could call it a hiatus if it was canceled. Right. I don't know, a reboot, whatever. Uh, but like it was, I don't see it lasting more than a year again, just because like it had a pretty good premiere. Yeah, and then. Again, I, when I say no one is speaking, I feel like we have to clarify this every time because you get angry at me when I don't. When uh, when I say no one is talking about it, I mean in my circle of social media yeah. or friends or whatever, I remember people talking it up like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. The first weekend, they were like, oh my God, it's back. It's going to be great. And literally the second week, nothing, just crickets. And I was like, and it wasn't until like the third or fourth week I heard someone mention XFL and I was like, oh, right, that came back. Why was no one talking about it for the last two weeks? And I was like, oh, probably because it's fucking stupid. And they realize that it's stupid. And it's just football again. And yeah. people like breaks. They need a break from I don't know. It's just like, yeah. I don't see it lasting more than a year. I think, it, well, the ratings are okay, but they're not terrible. Like, they're not great. Is it on a network? Or is it's it on several. Network? It's okay. like they signed. It's Because uh, it's NBC. It's a few different, but it's like, it's, it, I think it's. Just like scrolling through, like I've seen, like I think like Fox, CBS, like it's on a few different networks. I think and maybe a couple of cable networks, like FS1 or something too. Mm-hmm. I can't remember all exactly. That but makes sense. Yeah. So from what I've seen, like the yeah, like the I mean, I haven't seen it. Like I saw that like the second or third week had dropped off a good bit from the first week, but like they were still like okay enough, like not terrible. Like I think I think the first time the problem was they were just like embarrassingly bad, and this time yeah. it's like now ratings are so low anyway. Like I mean, it would have had done pretty pretty really really badly to like totally bomb out of the gate so i think it might last longer than a year but it might not i don't know but but you're right i mean it doesn't seem like that really that many people are talking about it or watching it so i mean i don't know it's definitely no absolutely nowhere near like nfl ratings so which i mean that makes sense it's uh there's also a lot of politicking around it too that is like probably turning off a lot of people but yeah i don't know 
I mean, Vince McMahon is going to be fine regardless uh, if the XFL fails or not, but he's just like an old man. He needs to step aside. He's, he's out. He's so out of touch that it just, the sooner he steps away, the better it'll be for everyone in I'll that, take your word for in it. that business world. Uh, but yeah, I don't want anything bad happening to him. I just want him to like retire and stop doing things because he's anyway he's not doing great uh, but Danny finally gets the help that he needs thanks to Kenneth who is being a little vindictive on his own but in a, in a weird way that's helpful so I don't know if you can call it I guess it's vindictive but ultimately it helps out we're about to get married Mr. Baker we need to talk now's not a great time Kenneth I don't need anything Sir, this time, I need something from you. You've poisoned Mr. Jordan's and Miss Maroney's minds. You've got to tell them to go back to the way it was, to let me help everyone again, including you. Kenneth, I don't... Yes, you do. Because you're scared and frustrated. Of course I am, because I'm going on TV tomorrow, and I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. Embrace your anger. What? You know, of all the weirdos I've met around here, you're the worst with your creepy Don Knotts face, that ridiculous Hitler youth haircut. Excellent. What about my chin? What about your chin, Kenneth? I've seen bigger chins on a premature baby. Mr. Baker, you've just made me feel terrible and said the word about correctly. Congratulations. You're an actor. About. About. Oh my God. Thank you, Kenneth. That was about the coolest thing I've ever seen. How long have you been there? Nine hours? Well, you need to know something, too. No matter what happens in the future, I will always take care of you. Kenneth's the best. He knows what I want before I do. Who's hungry? I want waffles. Yeah! Kenneth's game was to help Danny, so I guess he got that, but... I mean, Kenneth's thing, or Danny's thing was, I just don't like help, I can do it myself. So did Kenneth get what he wanted? I mean, he helped Danny, but he only helped him yes, the one time. he showed that if Kenneth helps, then it benefits everyone. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Kenneth... They had to resolve that storyline somehow. Yeah. And I guess the problem solvers ended their storyline too? I mean, there's a bit at the end, in the after credits, but that story just sort of wraps up there too, so... They were they were they were wrapping up quickly. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Liz meets with Scotty Shafar, who is played by Sean Levy, who I just recently learned today is a director. Can you guess the movies? There's a franchise that he did. Uh, it's not it's out of your wheelhouse, so it's not something you would probably watch. But I'm trying to give you as many hints so you're not just guessing in the dark. But let's say uh, Ben Stiller, uh, Robin Williams was in one or two of them. Um, there's a kid they're kids movies they're family movies um owen wilson was in one hank azaria i think was in it It takes daddy daycare meet the parents it takes place in a museum night at the museum he directed all the night at the museums uh he also directed date night with tina fey and steve carell which that was an okay movie it wasn't that great it was kind of by the books yeah i think people expected it to be they wanted to like it a they wanted to really like it because that was one, especially I think when they were really hot yeah. on the heels of Austin Thirty Rock. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that like people were excited for it and then, like it didn't get bad reviews, but like people didn't seem safe. like they yeah it was safe. Yeah. Like I mean, it was like pretty it. predictable. Like yeah. 
they go out for a date night and wacky antics and see, but it wasn't wacky in that like oh subversive it was just like of course they get robbed they lose their car they have to, and it's just like it's fine it's fine it's it's a safe romantic comedy movie but it's just not really anything you need to see um but yeah he's he's a director uh he directed apparently a few episodes or several episodes of stranger things which is a show i might get around to one day but not anytime soon i will it's, it's a very popular show for for, for people Just, it's a very popular show for people put that on the poster you've got my blurb so you can have all the powers of Superman for an entire year, but... Superman? I've done hot yoga with Tom Welling and Dean Cain, and I don't think they're right for this. No, I wasn't, um... Sorry, I gotta take this. What's up? Nothing, just meeting with this deal breakers lady. I don't know. Regular six, drunk seven. Padma, I'm so happy you've taken an interest in deal breakers. I love doing Top Chef, but... This would give me a chance to showcase my other talents. I mean, men always tell me I'm very funny. <laughs> Have you heard this one? Knock, knock. <laughs> so we talked about the beginning, but that's yeah. like very clear reference to like beautiful people can, can do anything. make anyone think any right. She's just going to say the knock, knock. Me yeah. But also like, it's not that she's dumb, but like, she didn't even say the joke unless the joke is knock knock and that's all what always people laughed at. So she exactly. That is the joke, but like yeah. any normal person would be like, I didn't even give you a punch Right. Line. It's the same it's the it's the bubble. The bubble. Yeah. We don't even care about the profits from your actual show. That's nothing to us. That's our Snapple money. See, we're all about monetizing you as a brand. I'm blowing up. It's Rahm Emanuel. He wants me to go to Deer Valley. I am crushing it. Yeah, because I'm really looking for a partner in this. Someone I can trust. So, I would be a full partner in this with you. That's what I'm looking for, yes. I like it. You know, I'm very entrepreneurial. I invented this new bag that you put around a sandwich to keep it fresh. But it's clear, so you still get the full visual of the sandwich. So it's a sandwich bag? No, Jack. It's a new thing that I invented. The point is, we do business together, and you are my number one priority. Nothing is more important to me than you. I gotta take this. It's Brooke Hogan. What's up, you tall drink of bitch? You're amazing. No, seriously. Amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, you heard me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. So what would my time commitment be if I host this thing? Uh, honestly, two days a week. Wow, that's great. Top Chef has all this traveling and all-day shoots. If I could do this instead, I wouldn't be so grouchy and exhausted all the time. My clothes wouldn't have food stains all over them. I could actually find a balance between my work and being a mommy. This would change my life, Jack. It would. It would change your life. So let's do this. No. What? I don't want to change your life. I want to change Lemon's life. I'm sorry. Oh, this business is so hard. <laughs> Not really. I'm kidding. Go. Go. So, I totally forgot 
that one of Liz's storyline elements was that she wanted to have a baby because they have not addressed You're it right. in so long. They haven't talked about it, yeah. Because like that was the opening of season three was yeah. her going through the adoption thing. They haven't talked about it very much since then. Yeah, like once the deal breaker stuff started, that sort of fell by the wayside. Mm. That's in, yeah, you're right. That's interesting. That that oh, line literally oh. just reminded me, like, oh wait a minute, that was a storyline that has not mm. been talked about. But I, I like the the easily set up of her getting basically being women and being like, I want to have a baby. I need to. I'm grouchy all the time and stressed out because of my job. If there's a less schedule, like basically she's saying. I'm Liz, so please give me this job kind of thing. So. Yeah. Also, I don't know why, but I find a line about, like, food stains being all over her <laughs> funny, because, like, I mean, when they, like, eat on Top Chef, they, like, I mean, it's like a sit-down, like, whatever, yeah. they're not, it's not like they're, like, in, like, the whatever getting, yeah. I don't know, it's so funny. Yeah, and yeah, it, but I mean, it, but it, it also, it makes sense that that would be potentially something that happens in that industry because right. she's not about food whereas no, Liz is she's not she's not even in the food industry but she always somehow has stains on her on her clothes right. so uh, yeah no it's it's fun but then there's a, a fun visual joke of Padma breaking out her uh, her her own sandwich or her own clear her bags, invention her invention of, of taking like fruit home with her and it's even like branded in like these weird construction paper letters of PL it's just like, oh, brother. But apparently that's a joke. About, I guess there's a lot of product placement on Top Chef. Top Chef. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, that's that's how you probably have your promotional. Um, yeah. Pants. But it, it would be like, yeah, because I just remember like there were like um, in the kitchen, there was like the GE stainless steel, blah, blah, whatever um, they had. Ref- yeah. Mixers, refrigerators, well, ovens, whatever. Wonder, yeah. And like, it would be like very, like, it would be like very prominent and like yeah. blunts about yeah. how it was. But she even, even when she's doing this, she makes sure the label's out. Yeah. So it's like right at the camera. Yeah. Also, uh, the, the, the Scotty Shofar is so busy on the phone, he yeah. doesn't even notice when her sleeve catches on fire. Yeah. He waves her off and says he'll be back in a minute. Yeah, which is a callback to the beginning yep. where Jack moved the candle so Liz didn't catch on fire. So it's shown it was that a they sign. know each other better than they actually know. And yes, it was a sign. Um, but also the reference of Brooke Hogan is does not hold up. Do you remember when she tried to have a music career? That was a disaster. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Well, she was a, a blonde white woman. No one's going to tell her no. And also her All the public did. Well, but they didn't tell her soon enough. Uh, yeah, and that was... I remember... So this is a dumb story, but I remember the reality show. Was it Hogan's? Oh, right. Hogan Knows Best, I think is what it that was. That sounds but right. It was about him and his stupid family in Florida. And there was, I think, one of the episodes of that show... I don't know why I watched it. I just... Yikes. It's the same reason I watched all that slight... Uh, love all that stupid vh1 garbage but i remember the episode where she was trying to have a music career um and who's the guy that's in the lady gaga's uh just dance not akon obviously oh colby odonis yes he was in that episode because i guess he was going to be on a on a Mm. track with her um and i remember there's a small subplot where she has an attraction to him and hulk hogan is there and he's like which he's a predominant racist, so right. that's the that's the joke slash story. Is I don't want you dating my daughter because you're not white. Oh, and it's just like, oh my fucking god. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that's a fun. Sounds fact. like that's not want something that people need to go back and. No, you should absolutely re- rediscover how terrible of a person he is um, by any means necessary. Um, but yeah, don't watch that show. It's garbage.
Thanks for the anti-endorsement. Maybe that's what I'm here for. Uh, now, do we want to set this scene up, or do we want to talk about it after? I mean, we'll set it up, but do you want to go more in-depth after we play it? or Because it's mostly visual, but... Liz and Jack reunite. Okay, we'll talk about it in a moment. It's always been you. I want to do business with you, Lemon. I'd like that. After we finished watching the first time, you were like, is that a reference to something? And as far as I can tell, it's not an explicit reference, other than it's just like an homage or it's it's mirroring a lot of romantic comedies yeah. where the end of the movie is the two people reuniting atop a famous landmark like Sleep is in Seattle. I'm sure there's tons of movies that have taken place in New York where they meet in 30 Rock. Yeah, so. or the Empire State Building. Or... Yeah, but there's also a weird framing in that when they're first both running out, like it keeps cutting between the two. And like, I thought that when I first watched this, my I thought the joke was going to be they're going to get there and the other person isn't there because uh-huh. it's like, it's such a weird framing. But that's not, but romantic comedies always have happy endings where they yeah, reunite so it, and but commit just, there. But I mean, but yeah. the subversion of 30 Rock is they don't that's necessarily true. do a happy ending. So it was, it was like, I feel like they're setting up for a joke, but like maybe they're on the other side of like, so if you don't know the 30 Rock ice rink, it's like, like maybe Liz is on one side and Jack's on the other side. And so they like talk to each other from across the way or something like that. Maybe, Maybe do that, but I guess if you really just want to go for the relationship angle, it makes sense that they meet on the same side, and, and rather than like hug or embrace, they they just literally do a handshake. Because normally in the relationship or the romantic comedy, they would kiss or hug or whatever. But yeah, yeah. and it, I mean, it looks yeah. like it's referencing something, but there if there is, there like none of the art. I mean, the Wikipedia page, I mean, nothing seems to list anything. Explicitly so say what it is. Yeah, so. so if if there is, I would love to know what because I'm not a romantic comedy like aficionado, but. Yeah. I mean, I imagine if it were actually like doing something straight up, like something would mention it. So it's just, I guess, it's just a, yeah, like you said, a general I think it's just romantic like a comedy rom com coming together at the famous landmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, of course, the famous landmark in this is Thirty Rock. Yes. Uh, so this is a sidebar. Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were just running down really bad Christian movies, uh, and they were talking about a couple, and one of them was like. Uh, God's not dead. No, and it wasn't. It was just basically. Like, I guess there's like a streaming service called uh, Christian something. Like, makes sense. Christian films or something. It doesn't matter. Um, but they kept saying like a repeating occurrence they saw is if it's a romantic comedy, they don't kiss. They never kiss. That makes sense. They like hug or hold hands, but they never go anything beyond that. And I'm like. I mean, holding hands is pretty... I remember... That's pretty testy. I remember talking with some of my cousins a really long time ago and how, like, no one holding hands was, like, banned in the school because that was too... Uh, it was a Christian school. so like, holding hands was, like, too, like, intimate or whatever. So, I mean, even holding hands is uh, quite risque for that sort of thing, yeah. perhaps. But I was just like, that's... Kissing is... Like, even... You know, I'm not saying, like, French kissing or making out, but, like, a peck on the cheek. And I'm like... How far does like a Lifetime or a Hallmark movie go? Because I know they're not technically Christian, but they're like, no. 
on the I think, I'm pretty sure they like, do I'm kisses. I'm pretty sure they kiss, yes. but like, I don't Nothing think they do like yes. tongue and mouth no. or anything. They do like a peck or something, but yes. like, I'm like, Jesus, man. Well, pun intended, but I just, it's so tame that it's just like. Well, that's the entertainment that some people want, which is why they do that's well. That's totally fine, but it's just like, that is not, that's not realistic at all to me. And I feel like that's more damaging then I don't know. I'm not gonna say it's more damaging than like hyper violence or anything like that, but like, what kind of emotional responses are you teaching by something like that? It feels like so unsafe mentally that because it's just kissing like, leads to sex, and sex is bad unless you do it after marriage. Yeah. Anyway, that that's been bouncing in my head the last couple of days. I had to get it out, so maybe it'll go away, and I never remember it. <sighs> That'd be nice. All right. So there's an, again, continuing the trend of season four, there is an after credits scene. Uh, Jenna, there's an after credits scene where Jenna and Tracy are going into business for themselves and basically uh, creating problem solvers as a brand and some sort of new company that they can assist you with any problems you have. Uh, but we'll, we'll get there. That, that'll, be, that'll be playing us out. So uh, thoughts on problem solvers? Final thoughts on the problem solvers? I liked it. I think I liked it more than you because good jokes and I think from storytelling like it there there was more attention to character telling story than some other episodes and I mean the the arc the arc of following a romantic comedy the way they did it was a cute like reference or whatever so yeah no having talked about it and then rewatching it I do think I I'll remember more about this episode now like lining it up with like a romantic comedy allegory metaphor whatever there, there are moments in here that are really well done for production and, and, and for storytelling. It's just moments in this. There's not many that are that are that memorable for me. So in the end, it'll just be like uh, just a, a come and go episode. Just like uh, I wouldn't be able to reminisce too much about it. Uh, I would probably put a lot of these scenes in with other episodes. I would explicitly. Keep this inside of the problem solvers episode, but yeah, it's solid. Any other thoughts on the problem solvers? Now that we have Danny on the scene, let's. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the end of this episode of Go to There. Well, as always, thank you for joining us on Go to There. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out. Uh, otherwise, we will see you next week on episode sixty-four, season four, episode six, entitled Sun Tea. The Green Week initiative is back at 30 Rock, and so is Al Gore. David, take that. See you next time. Do you have a problem? Then they call, call the, the problem, problem solvers. solvers. Taxes got you down. Why spend your crawl space? Term paper blues, migrating implants. Call, call the, the problem, problem solvers. Because after all, what's a problem but an opportunity disguised as a stripper having a seizure on your boat? Mouse in your house. Or need a cheap flight to Tucson. We, we are, are the problem. problem. Solvers. That was a good rehearsal. Now let's record it. And we're rolling. Because I got all kinds of meetings lined up. Big meetings. Really? With who? Damn it, Simon!